Hey Shepherd family, this is Pastor Scott Seidler. I bring to you grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The text that I want to preach on today comes from Philippians. It simply says this, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. Uh, back in the day, when we were little kids, we played on playgrounds, and the slides, they were fair enough, not too much uh, anxiety to go down a slide, but then you started getting older, and you started going on top of things, and using playgrounds in ways that were not meant to be used. There was always that fear factor, that anxiety factor that went in to doing that to going on the top of the merry-go-round instead of just around it, to go outside of the slide or underneath it, trying to climb up instead of just sliding down it. You know, we live in pretty anxious times, certainly. Um, the biggest question on our horizon this particular weekend of November 1st, will he be president? And that question can go both ways. If you think about it, what happens if he becomes president, right? And we know that over these past several months, we've been dealing with this pandemic and the anxiety-inducing question that's been on all of our hearts and minds, what happens if I get COVID? Will I be one of those statistics that I see at the bottom of so many news media screens? You know, the word angst is connected to another word, and that word is anger. When our anxiety overtakes us, the result oftentimes is anger. How many of us, as we have dealt with the angst of COVID, the angst of the election, have also found in us welling up a very, very strong and intense spirit of anger? Today, what I want to do is I want to replace angst with thanks. Because in this November worship series, we are focused on gratitude. November is for Thanksgiving. Not just the holiday, but at Shepherd, November is for Thanksgiving. The spiritual aptitude and discipline of saying, I'm grateful and thank you. You know, back in the day, there was a guy by the name of Sigmund Freud. His friends called him Sig. Anyways, uh, Sigmund Freud looked at this whole idea of anxiety and angst. And he found that there were three causes of anxiety, or at least he identified what he saw as three causes of anxiety. On the one side, there was anxiety that uh, came because of real threat to us. The second kind of anxiety was the kind of anxiety that comes when our desires, our hopes and aspirations are not realized. And then the third source of anxiety was the kind of anxiety that comes when we sense there is a, a loss in moral value and we are somehow part of it or victim to it. I think about all of those kinds of anxiety-inducing situations, because in this moment, if you think about it, we are an anxiety-ridden culture because those three sources of anxiety are operative right now. On the one side, we certainly know, and we certainly, many of us, feel like there is a real threat to us. Um, we certainly see the racial um, uh, anxiety that has welled up in the black community because there's a lot of black people who feel like 
there is a real threat to them. On the other side, you don't have to travel down Shea Boulevard very far to see that there is a, um, a municipal race for an elected office that is built around fear of the mob. What mob? Well, a mob. A very real threat. A threatening mob. Um, I just want you to think about that. We live in a time in a country where everybody on every side feels like there is a mortal threat against us, not to mention this thing called COVID. Uh, Secondly, I think all of us have a sense that there are moral values in play in this country that are not being honored on both the left and the right. And so all of us in this country, regardless of your political persuasion, feel like there is a mortal and moral threat. Those two. And then thirdly, as we think about all the effects of the pandemic, as we think about all these other kinds of anxiety-inducing threats against us, there's also a wonder whether or not the purposes, the reasons why we live as human beings, individually, me, you, whether those purposes and aspirations that we hold so dear to our hearts in the deepest part of our being, if we're going to realize those, if our children are going to grow up in a better world that we're providing and trying to provide for them, will they have the chance to succeed in this 21st century, particularly here, American moment? So we've got the mortal threat. Of reality. We've got the moral threat of value. We've got the inner threat of unrealized aspirations. It's no wonder we're an anxious bunch of people today. But you know, the message of Scripture is to give thanks with our prayers going to God, knowing that by God's grace, anxiety can be replaced with thanksgiving. We can say thank you in spite of the fact that there may be real threats against us. There are very real blessings that we are experiencing as well. We have a church that is ministering to you. We have family and friends with whom we can still connect, even if it's on toxic Facebook or toxic Twitter or toxic Instagram or or whatever those bad social media platforms are. There is the opportunity to still go out, at least here in Scottsdale, in beautiful weather. And if you're living up north and listening to this, you can go snowshoeing, right? So reality is not in totality a threat to us. And for that, we can say thanks. Our moral values and our compass is certainly being challenged Regardless of what side of the political aisle you stand on, there is moral questions and contention going on everywhere. At the same time, there are simple goodnesses. Like when you say hello to the uh, clerk at the um, grocery store. Or, or, or you help out a, a little child that is, is looking for their mom. There's, there's a lot of great moral things still going on. There's goodness to be found in this world. And finally, even though our long-term, long-range purposes and aspirations may find a lot of anxiety meeting them, the fact of the matter is we live today and therefore we can accomplish exactly the purposes for which God put us here today. I'm doing that right now just by preaching on a swing set, for goodness sakes. What about you? What about you? 
How can you get after the purposes for which you were called today to live? In scripture, there are a lot of examples of this kind of mortal, moral, and aspirational anxiety being countered. I think about um, the fact that Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 says, we are hard pressed on every side, but thank God we're not crushed. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 3. I'm mindful that in Romans chapter 7, the apostle Paul says, who will save me from this immoral body of death? Thanks be to God. It's Jesus Christ. And I finally think of that moment in the book of Acts. I think it was Acts chapter 16 or 17 where Paul was going in one direction. He thought, God is taking me in this direction. And God said, oh, wait, wait, stop. And Paul's like, what? And then all of a sudden God said, I've got another direction I want you to go. Your aspiration to go that way may be thwarted. But my opportunity for you to go this direction, it continues. Friends, we have a Savior, Jesus, who has purchased and won us to have this very kind of vision, a vision that supersedes mortal, moral, and aspirational threat, and therefore the anxiety that goes with it. And you know what we as Christians are called to do? Not just this month, but all the time when we face that kind of anxiety, that angst, and the anger then that goes with it? It's to say thanks. Thanks for what remains. Thanks for what you still provide, O oh Lord. I'm grateful. And I pray you are too. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, both now and forever. Amen.